welcome Hello. back to season two, episode two of Pour Me a Glass. I'm Annabelle. And I'm Feli. <laughs> Dude, this doesn't get any this doesn't get any easier. No, it does not. We're, regardless <laughs> of our awkwardness, we're glad that you're here with us today because we are diving into another I think super buzzy word, but we all definitely relate to on some level. This week, we're talking about imposter syndrome and our personal experiences Whoa. with it, how it kind of um, is very much so entangled with capitalism, and how we're so pressured to keep going with jobs. And, you know, even if we get to a certain environment that we've always like aspired to, we still feel very much so out of place. Um, we let some feelings out, but <laughs> we think it's a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. Let's let's yeah. let's just let's just get into it. We were contemplating how we were gonna start this, and my one contribution was I got my eyebrows done this weekend after. Oh, shit, it's been a while. <laughs> I was telling Feli that it does not hurt, but that's like also an objective opinion. But I don't get my eyebrows. This feels so weird. I, I, I was okay. So you were telling me that you waxed your eyebrows. I was about to explain why I don't wax my eyebrows anymore. I think it's pretty funny. Like when I was like fifteen, I think maybe younger, fourteen. Like, I'd never gotten my eyebrows done before that point. And I had, like, I have, like, the really bushy kind. Like, um, like I think right like before I got them done, like, they, they're really... Like, you know, Feli, I feel like you've seen, like, I, they, yeah. Oh, my God, that's why I'm scared. Like, I went to wax my brows for the first time. It's so scary. Like, I've never, like, when I learned makeup, I, like, never... You know, like, people learn to fill their eyebrows in. Like, I never learned that for some reason, like, until I was, like, maybe 15. And this girl I'm not friends with anymore... <laughs> For various reasons, she was like, "Oh my god, Annabelle! Like, let's go get your go get your eyebrows waxed." Mm. And I was like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, like let's do it." And then went to this like really like it wasn't sketchy, but like it definitely wasn't like a you know it was like you know those like nail salons that also do like eyebrows in the back. No, like, no. It was like, one of those situations. And um, she also like didn't tell me what to ask for. Like I just kind of like blindly walked in, and they made my eyebrows so thin I almost cried in the store i also probably wouldn't and at least it grew back <laughs> no literally because after they take it off you can't just like stick that shit back on like it doesn't work like that <laughs> so like it was so thin and this like place was like across the street from my apartment i was so scared my mom was gonna say some shit because like my mom wasn't like very into like I should do these things. She was like, why are you, like, you should just be focused on studying, whatever. <laughs> I think my mom could tell that I was already so depressed that she didn't make a comment. She just kind of looked at me and she was like, mm, this is why we don't do shit like that. And I was like, I was so scared that I didn't get my eyebrows on again. I think this happened, like, in the ninth grade. And I didn't get my eyebrows on again until, like, I was a senior in high school. Traumatizing. Genuinely traumatizing. I... I was so scared it wouldn't. Like, it was so thin. Like, 
because you know how like the way eyebrows frame your face like can change how you look and I've always been used to seeing myself with thicker eyebrows that when she like took all of it off I was like I was like that's not me that is identity theft (laughs) that's not me anyways we hope that was interesting or I hope that was interesting I hope you didn't like exit out because of my yeah don't exit out (laughs) we're warming up it's been a while been taking a little break so (laughs) well for yeah for them it's no for us it's only been a week week? wait yeah because we like so basically we like spaced it out where it's like we were recording every two weeks to like catch up and thanksgiving yeah no exactly for like actual thanksgiving um, you know what Thanksgiving so yeah, is for me? That's a Simon catch-up week, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I have my first break from work. Also, I haven't been working that much, so I honestly don't need a break. What is it but like? I have like three days off next week. What? For what? Oh, for Thanksgiving. So nice. Oh I keep on for forgetting that like once I graduate college, there's no winter break or summer break anymore. Yep. Like I keep on forgetting that. Yep. What do you look home, forward like. to, like when you can't like think your about summer holiday. break? <laughs> Literally, your like, but holiday. what does summer look like for you? Like, there's no summer. What? Yeah, I, I mean, there's July Fourth. Wait, I thought you guys like get two weeks or something. No, 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 no. That's not how it works <laughs> in capitalist America. Maybe I don't want to graduate. Maybe I'll stay in. You college. don't. I'm telling you. I, I just got lucky this year that they were like, oh, like, you can have, like, 10 days off over Christmas. Hmm. So that, you that should. That honestly a little depressing. I'm not going to lie. Um... <laughs> kind of relates to our topic. <laughs> okay, we can, we can tie this in. Relating to, like, capitalism. We can, we can, we can work with <laughs> we this. We can work with this. I honestly still feel like I'm still, like, in college, though, because, like, I only just started, so it's not even, like, that bad. And, like, I get, like, multiple breaks now. And, like, I get to see, like, my friends still. I don't feel like you're, like, that much older than me. But, like, you're at a very different stage That's in life true. than I am. Yeah. And I think I didn't realize how much of a difference it makes when you get out of college. And talking to, like, people in college still. Because a lot of my friends are still in college. So it's, like, I catch up with them once in a while. And even when I visited, I felt it. I felt like <laughs> it was just different, you know. So, but I also don't feel like I'm actually working. Like I am still in that phase where I'm like, oh, like I'm working. <laughs> it doesn't really feel like actually working. Today, we're talking about <laughs> so fun imposter syndrome. We... Now we basically this was inspired by. Um, if anyone knows, she's she got um, really popular over COVID and quarantine and also like Black Lives Matter movement. But um, her handle is Kim Syrah. Um, but she's the Asian American like influencer who is focused on just like spreading awareness about like different like race related issues, but a lot of just exposure to like Asian American culture and um, different things that like we struggle with different current events everyone should check her page out because i think it's super informative um but yeah i saw a post that she did that was like 
it's not a you problem. Imposter syndrome yeah. is capitalism. And I sent it to Annabelle. I was like, this is so interesting. And I definitely think we can like talk a lot about it from our personal experiences. So I'm excited to talk more because this kind of relates to our, one of our very first episodes, capitalism. So we're definitely like kind of touching that a little bit, but we don't want to go into like capitalism completely, but more about like imposter syndrome. And I feel like this term is very like correlated with work job like career but i think it's like so much more than that should we define what imposter syndrome is first yeah i feel like it's a loaded word and i always i feel like people throw it around a lot the post said was imposter syndrome is a psychological pattern where a person feels unworthy and adequate and doubt their skills and actually, research shows that 82% of people feel imposter syndrome, and it's especially prevalent within um, BIPOC communities, which also makes a lot of sense. And, like, obviously more so in women and men. So, yeah, I think there's, like, pretty good definition where, it like, very much explains, like, what it feels to be an imposter, especially in, like, a more, like, work setting. And I guess you can spin this in, like, a personal level, too, yeah. but... I think most of the definition, it's, like, you feeling like you're not good enough to do your job, you're not good enough to, like, earn this amount of money, um, and doubting your skills and, like, gaslighting yourself, like, in a way. A lot of sense. Like, they're, like, in, like, higher ed, too. I think it's, like, a pretty prevalent problem. Yeah. Do you feel this, like, in college or at school? Like, is there something that you, like, struggle with? I think pretty majorly. I think you know this about me. I I think I definitely do. So Feli and I, okay, how we met was this club in college. It's like a business club. And if you are like in the business club, like you know, these bitches are smart, okay? Like <laughs> ambitious. Like, okay. Like I think if you start at the root of the problem, it's like I didn't even know that you had to like apply to be in clubs in college. <laughs> I thought you just, like, joined, but no. Like, it's actually a very, like, I see people on TikTok, like, echoing the sentiment, too, of, like, oh, like, I didn't know that once I got into college. It's, like, another whole, like, selective process that's very, it can be demoralizing because all these clubs are, like, fucking, like, hard to get into. Like, the acceptance rate can be lower than your college's acceptance rate, which is wild. So, like, we're in this club full of, like, very smart people. Like, they're all very, very nice people, but, like, still like they're very intelligent and like I think regardless of like how nice they are and how welcoming they are it's not it, like imposter syndrome doesn't like it uh, yes it does stem from your environment but like it stems from you um and you know like I'm a I'm, a, I'm gonna be a senior next year <laughs> wild wow wild and, like you know once you're in a club like you can still run for leadership um which probably would know <laughs> all about but like it's really scary like you have to like do a speech in front of people and like they'll ask you like hard questions and you have yeah. to answer them like I'm not a shitty public speaker but I I get very nervous because like I, I, I like things for things to be perfect and yeah and like public speaking is like a very uncontrollable environment like I can't control everything um and like I didn't really tell anyone I was running because it was like a very last minute like decision and one of our like oh she's gonna listen to this I know she's gonna hit this part yeah. she's gonna text me hi Vina <laughs> like oh <laughs> um 
she like saw that I was like I guess like when the platforms released you guys probably saw because you guys still have access to everything and she saw and she like texted me and she was like Annabelle like you got this like don't let the imposter syndrome get you like you deserve like the position and I was like like, when I got that text, I was, like, pacing in my roommate's room, and I was, like, like, Lee, I think I should just, like, not go today. I think, like, I should just, like, not make the speech. Like, this is too much. I think I should just not. Like, I could chill at home, and, like, my boyfriend's coming tomorrow. Like, I'm gonna just chill. And I got that text, and I was, like, you know what? Like, I should, like, I, I, I've been here for a while, and, like, I feel like I, I work hard. Um, like, I should, you know, I, I just, at, at a certain point in time, you just have to go for it. Um, and I still, like, I'm in leadership, but I, I, I still kind of, like, I'm, like, oh, You're, shit. You're, like, doubting like, yourself about it. You're, yeah. like, oh, shit, am I supposed to I'm, like, do I really here? deserve it more than the person who didn't get it? Because he made really good points. Like, I feel like, you know, like, why why me above him? Like, it, like, it also sucks because, like, the way the world works, like, you can't all be winners, you know? Like, you just can't. Like, it doesn't work like that. So I think I feel it a lot and like in the classroom, like I'm I'm actually a very extroverted person, but I'm so quiet in classrooms. And like I just don't wanna speak because like I'm scared of being wrong, like you'll think that I'm stupid, but like sometimes like some people would say what I'm thinking, which like I think is a very common thing people experience, but like I I would just like I'd rather not speak because it freaks me out. Yeah, no, I, I definitely felt that like coming into college just because I like came from Taiwan to the U.S. and obviously that was already like such a big step outside of like my comfort zone um, yeah and obviously like I think I actually like did this thing when I was younger where I just like forced myself to like look past it like I never correlated what I felt like as imposter syndrome because I didn't want to like label it or anything yeah oh, I'm like very shy and reserved and like I just need to go past it now. I feel like really good about it afterwards. Um, so that's kind of how I approached it in college. I was obviously scared to try out different things, but like I just forced myself to because I knew I feel better about it afterwards. But thinking the latter end of college, I think I definitely felt it a lot more where I was like, oh, I think the reason why I'm so nervous to speak in class is because I think like I'm wrong or... I'm not going to say yeah. things right. And other people just sound so smart, especially, like, English is not so my first language. Yeah, and so, like, I just get nervous speaking. <laughs> it sounds stupid, but, like, I feel like I'm just going to say the wrong thing where, like, I can't articulate myself when I get nervous, especially, like, public speaking. And so I was just like, oh, my God, like, gaslighting myself, basically. Like, oh, you're not good enough. I think... For me, it also, like, very much so comes from, like, my high school experience. Like, to be fair, I was, like, the shittiest high school student. I No, I was. Like, I didn't hand in, like, assignments on time. I, like, had a pretty big absence rate. Um, like, just in general, like, not a great student. Not because I'm, like, I was stupid or anything. I just, like, I was not feeling high school, which, like, I think a lot of people would, like, understand. Like, I was just not feeling Just it. wasn't I, like, feeling it. Feel, like, <laughs> Which is, like, the shittiest excuse. Like, I know, like, I, I admit that, like, you know, partially problem was me. But I think a lot of my teachers, um, like, especially my English teacher in high school. Okay, the fuck? She's going to fucking hear this. But she made me feel so stupid. 
she like called me ESL like all the time, which like, okay, like, so what if I was? Like, I, I, I technically am. Um, like, show me ESL all the time. Like, show me my writing was shit. Um, like, she like literally emailed my mom and was like, your daughter's going to fill a provincial and she's not going to be able to go to college. Like, that email was what sent. Like, it, like, so I think um, even if I wanted to try in high school, like, that, like, want was just, like, gone. Because I'm like, okay, like, if you already see me as, like, stupid, like, why would I – okay, maybe that's, like, a bad mentality. But I was like, ugh, I, like, I, I do not care enough. And I think once I got into college and, like, we're surrounded by, like, valedictorians. Like, during fucking freshman week, I was, like, meeting people. And they were like, yeah, I was, like, valedictorian in college, like, in high school. And I was like <laughs> – Oh, oh. And like, yeah. I got like a fifteen eighty on my SAT. Emory was like my oh, I just said Emory. Cut. Our current college is my safety school. I feel like school. we say it all the time. Oh, they're like Emory's my safety school, and I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I my teachers thought I wasn't gonna be shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I think like after that, like I especially feel it. Like I. I think I'm confident in, like, you know, my social abilities or, like, my speaking abilities. But, like, in an academic setting, especially, is where I feel the most, like, vulnerable. Because, like, my teachers, like, I think my high school teachers, like, genuinely think I wasn't going to be shit. Like, genuinely. My English teacher literally told my mom I was not going to go to college. Um, Which is stupid because I'm actually really good at writing. Like, I didn't get that thought past my head yeah. until, like, junior year in college. I'm actually, like, pretty good at writing. And I thought yeah, I was, but you like, didn't genuine. realize this until like this past year, even. Yeah. So I think the imposter syndrome also comes from like I never excelled in this area, which I think a lot of people for them it's like going into an area where you don't think you excel, and like all these people seem so confident, but you don't know. Maybe they're just like faking it until they make it. Like I don't think I was gonna say. I feel like yeah. I've been faking it until I made it. Not that. Yeah. I'm, I made it, but like I achieved you, you like kinda a milestone. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no. You semi made <laughs> it. You're like in junior year. It was like okay, I achieved the goal I wanted to, and so I like after that I started realizing like oh my god, everything I did, I was like faking it. Like I was like ignoring the fact that like I didn't feel comfortable at all, and like yeah. I wasn't given like equal opportunities, and I had to work like so much harder. I just felt like. It was a normal thing to do for, like, to me, for me to, like, be climbing these things when, like, white men and business school could have, like, it's easily, like, gotten something, right? White men men and business school genuinely, like, is the shittiest thing to be a part of. Like, sometimes when they open their mouth, I'm like... Like, you think you're so good. Remember the incident I told you where, like, where, like, the dude was like, job search is so hard for me because I'm a white man. And, like, I don't put diversity quotas. And I was like, (laughs) I... (laughs) I want a Sir. visa, the fuck? <laughs> Sir. I'm like, yeah, people are just so, like, oblivious about it. Yeah, and I think, like, okay, like, the people, I think they're so confident that, like, in what they're saying, like, sometimes half the time it's bullshit. Like, half the time if you really listen to what they're saying, it's complete BS. Like, they're just ripping off Wall Street Journal, okay? Like, they write that shit right. in their bed in the morning, and they're just, like, spitting it back at you. Like, it's nothing new. Yeah. But they say it with such confidence and the conviction that right. you're just like, oh, like, you must be right. Like, I can't be right. I'm yeah. going to just let you talk. I think a lot of yeah. times I'm just like, I'm going to just, just let you talk is my mentality in groups. And I'm like, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just I'll just sit here and say nothing because, like, I don't think my yeah. input is needed. Right. And I felt like, 
in group settings especially. And this was, like, high school, like, summer camp, whatever, when I was, like, in the U.S. I feel like yeah. I didn't even want to speak up, and I only agreed with other people because I was, like, I feel like whenever I spoke, no one was, like, oh, my God, yeah. Any other person who spoke, I went to, yeah, that's a great idea. And yeah. so I guess in those instances, it's also, like, oh, your opinion and your voice is not valued. Um, yeah. But honestly, like, moving to, like, a more, like, personal, social, like, space, I think I feel imposter syndrome, like, more there. Um, it's I think in high school, it was, like, I mean, it was a like school in Taiwan, so I guess it wasn't as bad. But still, like, yeah. there was certain, like, social statuses within the school where, like, if you're an athlete, like, people think you're, like, better at things. Cooler. Plus, if you're, like, have higher GPA and, like, you're going to get in good college and, like, people actually care about, like, who you are. So that imposter syndrome, that imposter syndrome gets me in, um, like, social circles when you're interacting with a lot of people and, like, oh, I don't want to speak because, like, no one cares. Or, like, oh, I'm not as cool as the other person next to me. So, Like, I was just in a group project with, like, a lot of Greek life people, and they all knew each other. I just kind of was pulled into it because um, I knew someone in the group. I didn't talk the entire time. I just do the work they assigned me, and I dip. I, like, you want me to do that? That's cool. I'll do my work on that. Like, I won't even say anything. Because, like, I don't know. Their presence just seems so big in the room. Mm. and I think that's what it like the presence is like gets you because you're like you acknowledge it even maybe they yeah. don't know because they're just so like comfortable but it's so uncomfortable for us yeah like I can't even imagine what it's like for like other people of color who are right. like I mean like, at least we're like considered traditionally good at school like I know like right. that's like a really stupid stereotype stereotype but, like, yeah yeah but like for other people of color like that must like be a lot I don't know if you saw but there was like oh, fuck I already forgot the college name but there was like a really disgusting letter from a student who wrote like from a college that they sent it to like all the african-american students on campus and it was like you don't belong here it was like a two-page letter just centered on the idea, like, you are African-American, you don't belong here, like, you're not as smart. And I was like, like, why? Why do you feel so comfortable doing that? So, like, sometimes I, like, I feel like, you know, that's by far worse than, like, you know. Yeah. And I know there, I don't have the numbers, but I know there's statistics that, like, being, like, BIPOC and, like white America right like our we suffer more from like mental health and not being able to like move as fast like career-wise when in schools like there's so many statistics like backing these things yeah I know there's some stat that there's like practically no Asian women executives in the U.S. right practically none pretty much (laughs) I mean I I don't want to say none but I'm pretty sure it's practically none it's 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 a very 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 small number and a huge like pool yeah, and even, like, not to get in the business things, but, like, in venture capital, like, no, no like, BIPOC, like, founders can, like, get funding that easily just because, like, you're a BIPOC, you're a woman, you don't have the connections. Like, there's so many, like, societal structures that are made that is already, that is, a, what's that, institutionalized racism 
is like yeah. incorporating every single aspect of our life. So I think it's ignorant for people to think that we are all on an equal playing field because we're not. And we have to work like so much harder to like achieve something that it has taken like people like a little step. Because I've heard like from work, oh, I like got this job because like my dad needed like, whatever C-suite pe- person. I'm like, okay, you don't really understand. Good for you, I guess. Yeah. No, it's it's tough. And we don't even have it the toughest. Not to say, like, oppression Olympics or anything. I think... Um, but, yeah, like, some people just get, like, things so easily that they have no idea. Like, so, like dare I say they're unqualified for the things they get. And they don't even feel a little bit, like... You know, like, oh, how did I get here? Like, what? Like, acknowledging the privilege of, like, where you're in life. Because we have a ton of privilege. And not to dismiss yeah. that. There are a shit ton of things that, like, we have. It's crazy because, like, everybody also aims to be politically correct now. But just because you're politically correct and, like, encouraging of, like, other opinions on the outside doesn't mean you actually believe in it. Like, who knows what you actually think? Like, I feel like that conversation I overheard in the B-School about that, like, white guy, like, white man complaining about how he wasn't getting a job because of diversity quotas, like, that conversation would not have happened in class. Like, he knew to not ask that question in class, but as soon as the class was over, like, if I did not, like, forget to ask a question, I wouldn't have gone back in and I wouldn't have heard the... Props to him for finishing the combo with me there, though. Like, good for yeah. like, like I fit two of the diversity quotas. I'm a woman and I'm Asian. So that must have yeah. pissed him off. But um, I think that also is probably, like, what stops, like, is what, ma- like, imposter syndrome manifests as. Because, like, sure, you may agree with me, you know, or you may be like, oh, my God, yeah, like, progressive, like, cool. Like, I support your ideas, like, in person. Who knows what you say to your friends over drinks? yeah like it's all like this image and this like front this imposter front that people like put up to just like get through in life I think the point of like the post that we saw was just like capitalism has like created these structures that are meant to create like layers of people who are better on top others aka like BIPOC diversity basically um and i think imposter syndrome makes us think like if you work hard you're be successful and it seems like we were taught that there's this positive correlation where yeah as long as you like put in the hours like you're gonna be successful but that's so wrong (laughs) that's just not how it works like because we're in a society like i saw this term like a while ago but it was like we're in a society that celebrates like white mediocrity like, if you're mediocre and you're white, like, you are set, dude. Like, you're set for life. <laughs> like, maybe not for life, but, like, you can, you know, like, you can probably sit comfortably. But, like, for people of color, especially, like, you know, like, black people of color, you have to be exceptional. And, like, you know, for, like, any people of color and, like, here, like, you have to be exceptional to, like, get half the opportunities, like, they get. And it's not even about the amount of work you put in. It's, like, were you lucky? Were you in the right place at the right time? Like, that matters more than how much... Like, not to say that work doesn't matter because, sure, it does. But, like, I think Asian 
people specifically, like we convinced ourselves that if we just work harder, they have to hand the opportunities to us. But they like they don't. It doesn't work that way and here. I, yeah, that's such a good point because I think like back when we we're younger, like that's what our parents taught us, and that's what schools taught us that yeah, as long as you put in the hours and you study hard, like you can be successful and you can like get good grades. And that was like all we did in Asia. I feel like to like get in school here and then like, bam, like it didn't work like that. And like I didn't, we didn't realize this until like later either. Yeah, and like our stereotype in the white society is that we're smart and like blah blah blah. But why are we never in like leadership position? Like if we're so smart and we're so good at school, like they think we have no charisma. I think that's why it gets me that people have the stereotype that like maybe I can just get my shit done and like do do a good job in them, but then like Yeah. I feel like they assume I can socialize or like I don't have the personality to like be in a higher position because that in business yeah. that's like what it is. Like you don't necessarily have to be that smart, but if you're good at networking or you're good at like forming relationships and like you can make it somehow. But they assume like Asian Americans just can't. They can only do work, and that's it. <laughs> it's like a pretty vicious cycle. It is. But like, I don't see us getting out of anytime soon. Mm, yeah. Now that I've started working, I've like definitely hit me hard. We're in this like hamster wheel. Like, yeah, it's great that like. Obviously, I'm like lucky to have even have a job in like the city, right? But it's like. Now I have more things to worry about. I'm always kind of chasing something. I'm just like thinking about like my next job or like where I can go after this so I can get a higher pay so I can pay for my rent, like literally like basic living necessities, aka health insurance. Literally fuck healthcare in America because it's so fucking dumb. Yeah, I do have to say that is one thing we have over you guys. Like in Taiwan, like I can... The Canadian healthcare isn't even that good. Yeah. And compared to Asia, I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Like, I pay, I need to pay maybe $5 to get my wisdom to pull out in Taiwan. I can walk in to do it. Here, I want to know how much that is. <laughs> oh my god, dude, my other wisdom teeth is coming in, too. I don't know. I, like, suppose, apparently I don't, you don't have to get them removed. Yeah, I, I only took out my bottom. Yeah, I'm, like, interested in seeing what I would be like on laughing gas. <laughs> Wait. Actually, uh, we they Sorry. don't even put us under in Taiwan. They just numb us. What? They're just numb. But I keep hunting those videos I on know, YouTube. I'm like, people would be like, like what I was like after I got my wisdom teeth pulled. I think it's so funny. I think that's so funny. Like, I want to actually know. Do I? What if I say something out of pocket shit that I cannot take back? Yeah, maybe I don't want to do that. But <laughs> my priorities. Everything we do here is a fucking hamster wheel that's never gonna end. Cause first you're okay. I can go on and on. Cause it's like thinking about for them a retirement fund, right? Like oh my god, please don't say things like that. Like that, that's stressing like shit, me out. See, like shit like that, dude. I I'm always thinking about working. I'm always thinking about working. <laughs> and about wanting another job is literally the definition of fucking Like, I'm trying to get a job for winter break when I go back to Vancouver, just for a month. See, I think about that, too. I'm like, do I need a fucking second job just to, like, you know, just to have something, like, 
additional money. But it's like for what? Like I feel like it's just like in, it's ingrained in us that like all we need is money, and that's like. But that's capitalism. Okay, so if you we were in the in Europe, right? This is not. Well, I'm generalizing from like what I've heard, but obviously healthcare is so much fucking better there that like in Asia, for example, like if you live a very simple life, like. The country like takes care of you in a lot of ways where you don't have to be spending like unnecessarily amount of fucking money on basic living necessities, but then like yeah in here we're literally marketed to be spending money on every single thing in our life. Literally, like yes, I love these cute brands on like health and wellness, but why do I need to be spending money on this shit? Where like. I should be getting these services for free, right? Like even therapy. Why is it so expensive? I don't therapy know. is so inaccessible. It's so inaccessible. It's so inaccessible. I think it's only because of COVID that like everyone was like, "Oh shit!" Like this is this is important. But thinking about pre-COVID, no one fucking cared about your mental health, and like in this country. No. Nobody. And a lot of companies do it just for the sake of saying that they like care about employee mental health, but it doesn't matter when you're making them work twelve hours a day. <laughs> Tea. It's like trendy right now. So they care, sort of. So like, cause like at the end of the day they like why? Why should they give a shit? Almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Anyway, enough about work and things serious. But I do want to talk more about like just being an imposter in life. Um, I think yeah. that ties a lot into like what we talk about in a lot of our episodes. Just like even our last one about like authenticity and like aesthetic and a lot of social media related things. I feel like we are taught to also be imposter in life where everything is performative. Like we have our social media personas, which I feel like are imposters in some way, not to say like not authentic, authentic, whatever. <laughs> we talked about this in our last episode, but it is like an image that you like put out online. And I wouldn't say I'm like the same to like every single person I hang out with either. And these are all like kind of like performances that we put out with. And it, in a sense, it's like... I think social media is more like... That's more of a blurred line. Because I think you're allowed to, like, have a distinction. Because most of us understand social media as, like, not, you know? But I definitely do feel like I have... Like, I'm different depending on who I hang out with and, like, what we talk about and, like, the kind of relationship we have. But I don't know if I'm, like, impostering. Like, I, I think that's, like, also hard for me to say. I don't... I think in certain social situations... Especially with just, like, people I don't know that well. Like, I definitely can be, like, oh, I'm an imposter right now. Because I don't fit in in certain ways. Yeah. So, I guess it's, like, a two-way streak where it's, like, yeah, maybe you just don't, like, click with the people there. But at the same time, like, to fit in or, like, to have these, like, social circles and to kind of, like, push yourself into that, like, zone then you kind of have to act that imposter in some ways. And I think, like, I guess as, like, a person of color, too, I think it's hard 
like especially in the city where you're just like constantly meeting people and like people at work like I mean I'm lucky that like there is more diversity in my program so it's not completely like it's not that as hard but I have friends who like tell me like all everyone at work like they're the only like Asian girl in like the class of like 20 kids and it's just like you have to fake it till you make it fake it with the like people in your program like people who are like higher up than you you have to fake everything and that's just like why does it have to be like that why does it have to be like that (laughs) but if you don't participate like you're only setting yourself back right so like it's like oh you're just why would you not you kind of we would sink back into that like stereotype that we have you know yeah all hard-hitting questions Everything is performances. I don't think it's not, like, I, I hope it's not that dr- Like, I guess to kind of, like, kind of come up with a solution here. Like, how we can, and yeah. we never do. But a little, a little hint of advice, I, I guess. that's, like, things worth talking about, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I feel like everyone feels imposter syndrome, it's, like, yeah. knowing that it's, like, such a normalized thing, like, loneliness and all these other things that we talk about. It's so normal that people, like, just don't talk about it. Especially, I think it's just such a topic in, like, a work school context, kind of. Even in school, I feel like it wasn't, like, a thing that is talked about. People no, always have no. to put I mean, up front that, like, you're, you have your shit together. Because I think it's it's uncomfortable. It's, like, uncomfortable to admit that you may feel out of place. So. Actually, yeah, I feel like, like it makes a out lot of, of place makes a lot of sense. Because I, I mean, I, I, I don't necessarily doubt myself that I don't deserve to be, like, working in the city. But I know a lot of people who do. And that's where, like, the loneliness living in a big city comes from. Where you're just, like feel like you're not supposed to be here and you're like why is this happening like why do I deserve to be living in the city um so I I, I think know I a lot ask of, a lot like why me but not anyone else right I feel like I like I would argue my like counterpart was just as good as if not better like why why me I don't know I try not to think about it too much I think I go down rabbit holes like super easily do um <laughs> <laughs> so my solution is to not think about yeah. it no honestly i think like i said earlier like faked it till i didn't have to anymore and then i started realizing these things but if you think about this whole conversation i feel like it all comes from like ourselves like we only feel this way because we are thinking this way you know so it is kind of like we are like ultimately the only ones are controlling like what we think and like we have control over like what we do in life and like how you like approach like every morning you wake up you can have a choice about like why you're doing the things that you're doing so there's no point to doubt yourself in that it's kind of like your choice you should own up to the things that you do it, it is all up to you. It's, like, how you frame your life. I, I feel like we see this every time. But 
it's like I don't know it's like a very hard process I think a lot of the learning like we hold like we've been with it for so long that it's like very difficult to let go yeah and also know that it's not like completely internal like we talked about all of these are structurally there to put some communities of people at a disadvantage so it's not you if you don't get that job or you don't get that pay it's just how the system is set up right so like it's like college admissions you know like I remember Mm. when I was a senior they talked a lot about like it's not about how qualified you are where like a small part of it is but like a larger part of it is like luck and like sometimes they just don't need you nothing's wrong with you but they just like okay like for example like they have like a fucking piccolo player who's graduating this year and you play piccolo and like what a rare fucking instrument i don't know if it's an actually rare instrument but like you know they you're someone someone else plays piccolo and you don't and everything else about you is the same and like like so it's not about you it's i think it's really hard to not center ourselves as the reason like why we don't you know receive things we want but sometimes it, it, it's just the world like <laughs> sucks <laughs> sometimes it just sucks to suck yeah yeah it sucks to suck <laughs> <laughs> sometimes just sometimes oh my god this is gonna sound so cheesy but it reminds me so i went to a boxing class yesterday and they were like yeah it was like the last like i guess like few minutes when obviously everyone's dying but like the instructor was like yelling at us obviously (laughs) it's like it's only you versus you and you're the only person who's like stopping yourself from like finishing this workout whatever and I was like oh shit you're right (laughs) like I could choose to stop like no one's gonna yell at me like no one's gonna no say anything but it, it is truly like you're in your head about it so if you're gonna just like have control over your life like you can but it's just like everything yeah. around us like makes us doubt that we shouldn't so I think that's the more of the problem so both internal and external I guess it's gotta find the balance I don't know it's just life <laughs> I don't know what else we can it's add to America. it <laughs> now that this country America. needs a lot of work <laughs> a lot of work <laughs> But unfortunately, we cannot workshop this country, so... Yeah, so... And we chose to be with here, you. so... Yeah, you're all you can control. <laughs> On that depressing note... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I feel like I ranted a lot. It's Whoops. like a rantable topic. Not to complain about my work, because it's fine... Like, I enjoy it. Oh, I'll complain about school. I will gladly complain about school. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a, what a ride, man. What a ride. But lots of exciting things to look forward to. Not as bad as it sounds. Maybe, maybe. Anyways. <laughs> we try, we try. I try, I try. On that. Yeah. We try. Slightly depressing, slightly happy note. I'm so tired. Yesterday, I actually had, like, such a nice day to myself. Like, work, work, like worked out and, like, grocery shopped and just, like, caught up with, like, friends on FaceTime and stuff. I needed that so bad. And then, honestly, I fell asleep at, like, 11 p.m. watching Love Island. And I feel like what that's What was I doing? Just... I don't even remember. I was doing a case. 
I was writing a case. I was writing a case about the demographic shift of working women households and the industry it affects. Ooh. Actually, one thing I really need to improve on, and I, like, go through phases. This sounds, makes me sound so, like, not self-aware and, like, so privileged, because I am, I guess, privileged. <laughs> but I was really good at it at the beginning of the year where I was, like, really catching up with, like, news and, like, trying to yeah. understand, like, what's going on. And, like, I was Sorry, cut that more off. active about it. Um, yeah. But over summer, so much shit went out on at home. Like, I honestly, like, couldn't handle, like, more stress looking at news. And so I'm, like, trying to be better about it now where, yeah, we're left to take any recommendations for how to keep up with news better. But oh, I'm trying to listen is, to, like, podcasts about good. it. Yeah, no, yeah, Morning Brew's like, good. I mean, like, as long as you don't sound like one of those douchey frat... Oh, my God. The amount of guys who think reading Wall Street Journal is a personality trait. Like, shut the fuck up. I have God. the internet, too. Yeah. I, too, can read. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just hard finding something that, like, is not biased because everything is. <laughs> so, yeah. But that's something I'm trying to work on. For sure. Uh, I'm trying to work on now something that things are more settled down. That's what I'm oh, trying to work on. Great. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Anyways. We will... Well, we're back to regularly scheduled programming. So... Yes. We're excited. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed.